Is this thing on? I think so. Cool. Wait. Don't change the channel. Hey, how's it going? Welcome back to Don't Change the Channel. You're listening to your host, Sharif T. Bakari. I am joined by... Mariel Winand, your co-host. And we're here with a very special guest, Anna Garcia. Woo! Hey, welcome, friends. Welcome. welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank We're you for having me. We are here. Happy to have you. <laughs> we are here. We are present. If you're listening to this, please know it wasn't always easy to be here today. Yeah. We've had uh, a surmounting technical issues. I'm like, I'm like still. Sharif's <laughs> shaking, PTSD actually. Sharif's on edge. He so. was crying <laughs> just seconds ago. Uh, um, I was. We're trying to keep morale high, though. So, yeah, Anna, yeah. Share, please share with our <laughs> listeners what is up. What do you do? How are you doing? Everything and anything you want to tell us. <sighs> what is up with me? <laughs> um, okay, so I'm Anna. Hi. Um, I'm a performer and comedian in L.A. Um, <laughs> go off. Uh, let's pop see. off queen. Pop off, pop off queen. She's actually popping off right now. You guys couldn't tell. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I, yeah, I act and do comedy and live shows. Um, yes. and then I act in TV and commercials. Um, and then I, when I'm not acting, I have a couple jobs where I teach. Um, the youth. Nice. theater which is the most important the youth yes the yeah. youth i also teach adults right yeah you do for yeah. improv um i teach theater i've since college i've been teaching in um correctional facilities oh, that's smart. incredible mm-hmm. who has a better hang of it um ooh, that's a tough question i will i think the, the kids do because they're yeah. so fearless fearless too right huh i feel like they're more imaginative they like. have like nothing holding them back because mm-hmm. the world hasn't like been like you can't be like this yet. yeah or like you're dumb if you yeah do something if you like show that. emotion yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah um and i teach usually men's in like uh like i teach in men's prisons and mm. so they're usually like 25 to like up to 70 years old mm-hmm. yeah and they're mostly uh have never done theater or engaged with the arts okay. before mm-hmm. so it's like half of the class is just breaking down the barrier mm-hmm. yeah to getting them to feel vulnerable yeah, yeah. and like which is the most important part I yeah think, uh, like yeah getting yeah, them yeah. to allow themselves to go there yeah rather than what ends up being the output of it yes yeah. oh totally, totally also um and not to, you know, <laughs> end up getting jury, but like, I'm, I'm honestly curious because I've never been inside of a prison, a jail, correctional mm-hmm. facility ever. Um, for you going in there, right? And you're going in there to bring happy times, joy, yes. yeah, fun. Yeah. What is it like? Like, and, and the people that are joining this class, right? Cause people will sign up, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how do how do they feel about it? Basically, like yeah, like how is how is it? So how is it received? Yes. Yeah, so some of them signed up for it. Some of them are kind of just like put into it. Okay. Um. There's usually a wait list for it. So oh, pop off, queen. No, okay. <laughs> she continues to pop off. Um. No, it's because there's very limited um, like yeah. programs offered. Yeah. At, at, I'm sure. And so I've taught at mostly like uh max security men's prisons. Um. Mm. And in Los Angeles, I teach at. Well, the pandemic has obviously, they're not, mm-hmm. they, like, they were the first to close and they still mm-hmm. have not really had programming pick back up the regular way it yeah. has. Um, but, um, sorry, what was the question? 
Um, it was just about your experience. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, yes, I go in and I'm like, I bring the energy. Uh, so half the guys are like, ex- are like, the thing that's really great is that they get to walk away with this like certificate of being like, I completed this and I studied mm-hmm. and I learned and it's like, yeah. it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of them go in not really wanting to do it and just mm-hmm. kind of being yeah, like, I'll like, just oh. take this class, like yeah. whatever. Um, most of them think it's just kind of like a blow off. Mm-hmm. Um, get my credits. Get my credits. <laughs> um, and then there's like a small handful that are like, yeah, I'm excited to try yeah. theater. That must be so endearing and oh, like it's rewarding to see that. Yeah. And then there's then there are guys that are like they signed up cuz they're like I don't fucking know. And then <laughs> that those are the ones that I really want to win over cuz yeah. cuz I'm like you could just really love this. <laughs> and um but it's 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 such a crazy experience. Um I'm very anti uh pri- like prison. <laughs> like oh, I yeah. it's hard to go in there because it's really devastating. Yeah. Um I used to teach at one in Michigan as well. I taught at a men's like max security prison yeah and they i mean like they would check my socks like they Mm -hmm. like they they it was just you go through so much and the guards are never nice Mm -hmm. ever and um it's just yeah it's just sad so it's 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 great because you just i'm feel like i'm very capable of just being like high energy for three Mm -hmm. hours straight and that's like really you, they see that you give that, and yeah. it it does push them to like open up, and yeah. um, I make them do stupid shit. Like that's incredible because I'm, to be, yeah. I'm sure that they. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut oh, you no, off. Oh, you're good. You're good. I'm sure they don't encounter many people in the environment they're forced right. to be in right. that are bringing that sort of attitude or level of energy in yeah. any capacity. Yeah, so I think having you as just like if whether they're into it or not, like as a <clears throat> as a, like a, a good spirit in their day probably yeah. makes such a yeah. difference you know it's interesting that you bring that up Marielle about like uh they're not used to that because I feel like and <laughs> ironically it is actually a good comparison I then think about schools mm-hmm. which are oh, yeah. basically prisons but <laughs> like a lot of sometimes <laughs> you'll you'll get teachers you know who have been and this isn't a knock on teachers at all mm-hmm. but you'll have teachers who have been teachers for a while and like eventually they're kind of just checking in yeah they're 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 doing their classes i feel that it would be so like impressionable on kids to offer like more theater classes like like for them to have a improv period Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. what i mean yeah um because i i think that art and creativity and stuff like that expression makes a well-rounded person i agree i studied um so the reason I got I, – I've always done theater ever since I was little. I grew up doing theater. And then in college, I got into educational theater. So, mm. like, um, theater – I was in, like, a, a performing company that, uh, like, we taught – we did we would do performances about, like, microaggressions in the classroom. So mm. we would do, like, workshops with teachers. And then basically – I took this and I got involved with the prison creative arts project, which is something that the university of Michigan had. And so we studied the theater of the oppressed and it Mm. was basically like how theater Mm. can be used as a tool and how theater can be used as a like personal growing, like rehabilitation, like how it, yeah. So I fully agree with you. I think that arts is just as important, if not more, important than like math no i would argue i would absolutely argue that it's more important for the emotional and mental 
uh, well-being and like well-roundedness yeah. of uh, especially someone who's so young and impressionable yeah. like children or yeah. someone who is unfortunately incarcerated like yeah. the yeah. people you teach. I, I recently went on a date with someone and he was like, where do you feel like you get your moral compass from? Mm. And I'd never been asked that and I'd never thought about it. And I was like, I genuinely think doing theater growing up mm. teaches you to be a part of a something bigger than you. Yeah. You mm-hmm. learn to find your voice. You take risks. Like you work with other people and it's for this. It's all in the spir- spirit of fun. Yeah. Absolutely. And I really feel like it has foundationally made me who I am. And I think you don't have to do theater for your whole life to benefit from it. But like just the experience of it really mm-hmm. pushes people to like find parts of themselves that aren't normally accessed. Yeah. You know, I'd offer before they both fell. I think uh, Greece and Rome were big cities and great civilizations because of theater. You know, yeah, you know, yeah. How much that was like mm-hmm. key, but America hates the arts. Yeah, you heard it here first. You heard it here first. Oh um, <laughs> I mean, it's true though. Yeah, you know, which is sad because they don't see it as a viable career option, or they don't see it as a necessity. Because no, we just want the kids to stay in their classroom, read the books. But right. you know, what you're doing is you're really like closing or like snuffing out fires between people. I think you know we would have so many more great creators, thinkers mm-hmm. in various things, engineering, medicine, et cetera, if people were told to always imagine. Yeah, more, mm-hmm. yeah, you know? yeah. There there have been students in my class, like, um, I, mean, I, I can't say any names, but um, there was a student in my class who was like 65 years old and he wanted to be a writer. Like, he's always mm. wanted to be a writer. So he he wrote like a like a nine minute piece for our, our I'm like show. Literally and, up right now. That's and, it, beautiful. and it was, be- and he like, and I was so lucky because, um, the whole point is, uh, we put a show on at the end yeah. of their work. And so they invite their family and friends. Um, and it's is like, this, in the, this is in the prison. Yeah. They can come into the prison. And so That's I was amazing. able to, I was able to invite, invite a few friends as well. And like once given the chance to shine and show his work, like it was beautiful. Like he, he probably lit up. He lit up. He lit up. And like music is really important to a lot of the guys. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, cause uh, I obviously can't speak, um, cause I don't have the experience they have, but from their, what they have reiterated to me is that like they really don't have many emotional or vulnerable outlets. Mm-hmm. But music is something that every single one of them yeah. connects mm-hmm. to. And all these guys are so different. Mm-hmm. Um, in the classroom, like some of them, don't fucking like each other and like because yeah. there's dynamics outside of the class yeah. and it's another community within you know the, yeah. the world that they live in but there was all there was a game that we always would play um and it was basically like one person's in the center and you sing <clears throat> and then everyone joins in if you know the song and then if that song makes you think of another song you tap in hmm. and that's an, uh, an improv yeah it's, warm just, up. it's just an yeah. improv warm-up um mm-hmm. and that was the game that i think unified us the most there would be some times where they were all singing the same fucking song and it was like yeah this is what it's fucking all about Dude, i want to like see this movie I mean, no, <laughs> no, no, for real, right? like or like a show about i mean it's one of those like uh what is it program stand by me with morgan freeman or lean art oh the, uh no that's just so- yeah, yeah yeah the where he goes know. into the school Wait. Um, and he's like a teacher goes into like a underprivileged 
community, mm-hmm. like teaches them stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I, uh, honestly. I think it, if I saw it, it was a long time ago. Yeah, no, but that's. I mean, I, I can see <laughs> yeah. it already scripted out. That's it's really, yeah. it's really crazy because I took a pilot class and my teacher mm-hmm. was like, "You need to write this," and mm-hmm. I'm like, "Yeah." I, I, it is, there's a duality to it. I think I know yeah. where you're going with, like, you don't want to commodify yes. these people's yeah. experiences, personal, treacherous experiences. Okay, so interesting. Now, yesterday, I was with my friend Garrett, and he was telling me a story about a friend of his, um, and a certain familial situation, right? And we were talking about it, and I was like, yo, that's like a, That'd be a dope sitcom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, we should legit write it. And then the person is a friend of both of ours. And I was like, all right, see, so we do this. It sells to some network. And then they're watching. And it's like, I know. That's, but I argue life's experiences are for all to experience. Yeah. And talk about as they see fit. Yeah. Now, if you are someone who's been in it, because here's the thing, if you did write it, mm-hmm. it would be through your lens. Right. 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 You, right. Your experience. Yes. You, you did yes. go there. You yeah. know what I mean? And obviously it would be one of those like based on a true story, but things have been changed. Yeah. Et cetera, yeah. Et cetera. I think it's that's honestly, that's how you get some of the best stories. Blindside. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little, a little Sandra Bullock. Action. Yeah. 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 Like beautiful Sandy. story Good old Sandy. based off of a true story mm-hmm. you know yeah. what i mean um freedom writers is true correct story, no right? exactly the, the only thing that i well that i i would be happy to tell the story but i also wish i also would like it for the guys to be the ones telling no the story. i would you know, rather than me being mm. like i'm the white woman that came in and here's my story of men and their mm. emotional vulnerabilities <laughs> i'm like i totally and that that's why my teacher was like you should write this it's amazing and i'm like yeah, yeah but it's my perspective. Yeah. And I don't have the perspective of, of them. Of them. Mm-hmm. And then what happens the moment class ends and the dynamics that so it's I totally am like I could totally write this and I and I do think that it's really important that there's better representation of prisons mm-hmm. and sort of like the the system. The system inside. and like because it's fucked. Yeah. Um and so I'm like I am happy to share my story on it, but I also am like I can Walk never there, give the yeah. yeah. I can never the give the full these. like Have you ever read the things they carried? No. So it's this book about the Vietnam War. Pretty sure, yeah, Vietnam War. But it's, yeah, it's it. one of um, <laughs> <laughs> one of the it's wars. <laughs> one of the books I enjoy reading in class because it's told through vignettes of each of the different soldiers mm. and like their experience in the war. So the whole mm. book is about like this one time, but within this like squadron, or if you will, mm-hmm. it's everyone's POV. So when you bring that up, that would be interesting because you mm-hmm. know. All of them are there for different reasons, mm-hmm. and all of them are also experiencing the class and the community in different yeah. ways. Um, so that would be interesting. Yeah. yeah, I would want it to involve them, and because it's mm-hmm. like it, it does feel hard to me to be like, I'm going to tell your guys a story and profit off of it, you know, like yeah. without them. No, definitely, have I they think- changed that rule? Um, go ahead first. Wait, what rule? Because I think is it like only certain prisoners can't profit off of their stories. Like it'll it'll be part of the case. Wait, or there's anyone. a rule. Well, for some people, um, like high profile cases, mm-hmm. they'll part of the like deal or whatever they're guilty is they can't make money off of their story uh. because a lot of them would just like call up a reporter and be like, ah, uh-huh, uh-huh. so in some cases, but I'm but maybe it's certain cases like specifically. Yeah, um, but go ahead, Mario. Um, no, I was just going to say there's also a movie that came out, I want to say in 2019, 
mm-hmm. called Mustang that yeah. or actually they might have changed the name. I don't know. But anyway, it's about it's an incredible film, incredible acting, incredible direction. Uh, a drama about this man who is incarcerated in, I want to say, New Mexico. And the prison he's at has a uh, rehabilitation rehabilitation program centered around horses mm-hmm. and mm. um kind of what do they call it when it's like a wild horse and like they like uh, break it in there's a word for it whatever anyway yeah. and it's it's told from his point of view mm-hmm. and it's about his from the point of view of the horse no. Oh, okay. The whole movie, it's like, nay. <laughs> nay. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's told from the, the man the man who is incarcerated Got from it. his point I, of view. And it's, it, it, you know, you see his experience with the horses and how re- rehabilitating that is for him. And the whole story. And it also comes back to this, like, anger management class that he's required to attend while in... Um, prison and I just think that's obviously a very different type of uh, program but mm-hmm. it's uh, I think it's a great example of telling it from that point of view yeah from yeah. His yeah point of yeah. view yeah rather um, than the person that runs the yeah. camp's point of view yeah but yeah, yeah. I just want to clarify I'm anti-prison and yes. anti that like that uh, incarceration I would much rather we have rehabilitation programs Absolutely. but um, with you know what we i do what you're doing i do what, what i can, can no i think to make them i think what you're doing is really commendable thanks yeah. it's yeah. great it's fu- i i hope that they you know i always hope that they're having a good time but it's also very rewarding for me yeah. and yeah. yeah yeah sounds like a win-win it's yeah. a win-win it's really yeah. it's really and i just love i just love theater i think it's magic yeah. so mm-hmm. so let's let's wind it back a little bit so you grew up doing theater and then mm-hmm. you went to school to continue your passions yeah yeah so i i'm from michigan i grew up doing theater since i was like six i did community theater yeah um and then i did theater so i did theater at this place like 30 minutes outside of my house Mm -hmm. and i started doing shows there when i was six and i just kept doing them so i didn't Like, I didn't do my school musicals. That's exactly how I was. Interesting. I will, unfortunately, my high school also had like very little care to mm. invest in the drama department. Mm-hmm. They just really wanted their football team to I win see. the state championship. As we all wanted that. <laughs> we all wanted that. Um, but so I did at like a, a, community theater that had okay. a youth program up until i was 18 and yada yada so i i eventually it was in middle schools when i started like mm-hmm. engaging with my peers um because i was like wait i don't have <laughs> any friends at school um and i was like i actually do need that yeah um so yeah i did theater and then i was like set on being an actor and like mm-hmm. being on broadway my whole life and right. then in high school i had um i love doing it but uh you know everyone has tough high school theater experiences i think <laughs> um and so I was like, okay, I don't know if I'm good enough to do acting. I will audition for one acting program, the University <laughs> of Michigan. And if I get in, I'm going to be an Which, actor. in case you're listening, is a very competitive Very competitive, program. yeah. Like, probably, I would say, in the top five most competitive for, for theater and musical theater. Yeah. So I was like, if I get in, I was meant to be an actor. Yeah. And if I don't get in, I wasn't. I did not get in. <laughs> um, so I was like, great. Um, but I applied for the liberal arts 
like the um ink like the what's it called school of literature science and yeah. arts and got in there so i was like i guess i'll nice. just go there and figure out what else i want to do mm-hmm. um and then i of course got into improv and then i got into educational theater and i was like i don't really know what i want to do and then i took some film classes and i was like well this still feels creative and mm-hmm. um and then, of course, like two years in, I was like, I have to return to my roots. I miss, I miss acting. I miss theater. Um, I mean, there's a reason why you continue to want to do it so yeah. much growing up. Yeah. So I kind of like was like, I'm not going to deny it anymore. And then I, yeah, like I found comedy and then I found film and I just continued performing. And then uh, I was, and then I senior year acted in a friend's pilot and made my own short film. And I was like, wait, I actually love film and mm-hmm. writing the creation and, process yeah yeah and so then that's why i ended up moving to la rather than new york but when did you uh, move to la i moved here august 2017 i oh snap okay yeah so i graduated school in may spent the summer at home and then moved out here okay fire yeah i've been out here since 2017 as well cool um, go us right? go us <laughs> go us how do you like it i like it a lot i um was not expecting to like it as much as I do. I don't think LA is a perfect city, but no. I, but I am, I've like found good people here mm-hmm. and I really like the comedy community and, yeah. um, it's let me pursue my passions. And like, I, I remember my senior year when I was like New York, LA, New York, LA, yeah. all my friends that graduated the year before me were in New York and they were like, we're sad and unemployed. <laughs> and my friends in LA were like, we just booked a visa commercial. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, okay. Uh, Yep. And like, I actually, in Michigan, there was a film incentive when I was younger. So I did commercials in Michigan growing up. My grandma worked for an ad agency and she like, yeah, nepotism. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) My grandma worked for a mid-size Michigan advertising agency. Um, Bet you never heard of Michigan nepotism before. (laughs) (laughs) So I did do like a handful of commercials in like middle school and high school. Um, I love that. So I was like, pop off child star, pop off child star. <laughs> I actually have a traumatic story. Oh, um, I booked a Playhouse Disney show oh. in Michigan that mm-hmm. every ended up falling through. Oh. But I told everyone in middle school I booked it, yeah. and I, I what's I, it coming on, Anna? I, <laughs> no, no, <please. laughs> I like, felt that in my spine. She's having PTSD. People were like, "You're a liar," and I was like, "No." Um. Anyway, I yeah. My so flex I, was simply that I had auditioned for a Disney show when I was flex. in middle school. That's a flex. <laughs> um. Yeah, I booked no callback, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had like five rounds of callbacks. It was crazy. Wow. Lavar Burton was going to be in it too. Oh, snap. Yeah. Yeah. Reading Rainbow action. Yeah, yeah. Um. And so anyway, I so I had like commercial experience so i actually was sag eligible mm. so when i moved here that was like a huge that's major yeah. Yeah, that's, that gives you a big jump it, yeah it, it, i didn't realize it was going to be but i immediately got a commercial agent and things mm-hmm. were good it's commercially fire. so i like yeah. felt really really lucky to have had that experience as a kid mm-hmm. um so yeah, yeah. yeah. speaking of so commercials Oh. Okay, two oh. segues. Two segues. Two segues. Uh, Mary, I'll take it. Okay. No, I was just gonna say. So, did you then join SAG from a commercial you booked first? Yeah, yeah. So I did a couple commercials out here. I did a Duracell commercial right when I moved mm-hmm. here that ran forever, and I was like the luckiest person alive. Damn. Um, and then I think the second commercial I booked after that, they were like, "You literally have to join." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did yeah. you have some like? connections and people you knew out here when you moved here were you on that kind of like 
Yeah, the Michigan nepotism. The Michigan nepotism. No, what I'm saying with like, you know. (laughs) Did that carry out, yeah. With the like securing of representation. Like, was that? That was a, I had nobody out here, y'all. Like my parents, my mom was a secretary in my high school. My dad works in automotive. Like, I knew no one out here except, very Michigan. My, I knew no one out here except for the people I went to school with. Mm -hmm. Um, So I didn't have any connections uh i was just like i'm just gonna make this happen um and i do feel really lucky like i didn't have a showcase or anything because i was a film major so Mm -hmm. i i didn't have like i didn't know what i I don't know what the fuck i was doing um but i had a a couple friends and we were just like okay you know i would self-submit and like uh but i had a friend that really like held my hand and kind of walked me through like here we're gonna send we're gonna send 100 emails today so you went down that route yeah because that's what i have uh done yeah and it's it's an uphill battle. it sucks yeah. yeah i was like i'm gonna find a manager i'm gonna find commercial rep and i i actually emailed uh the commercial agency i signed with being like hi i'm looking for tv and film rep and they're like we literally don't do that <laughs> but we did like your reel if you want to come in for a commercial meeting and i was like okay <laughs> so at that point was your reel just kind of like stuff from college or stuff you yeah. had done on your own it was my uh, it was a my short film and it was projects i had acted in in college yeah. so i had like a mm. good two you minutes didn't put in that playhouse disney one <laughs> okay if you bring it up again i'm gonna freak out she's uh, walking away <laughs> Shree, um, come on <laughs> uh, no i wish i wish um, um yeah. on the note of commercials i was gonna bring up so yeah. you did a commercial with uh milana right the yeah milana van trump yeah. how was that She's amazing. Um, so I actually and Danny Trejo and Danny Trejo. Yes, can't forget about those. Um, Come on, forget. can't forget. Can't um, forget. He's got donuts. He's got tacos. He's got it all. Got it I all. really, Gadgets. really love his donuts. <laughs> I, do, I really love. I them. haven't tried them, but I've heard they're good. <gasps> they're really good. Yeah. Um, so Milana's amazing. I actually booked a Lay's commercial that she was going to be the director of. Oh, oh I didn't know she directed. She she directs all of the fucking. AT&T commercials. You know, it makes sense. She's I feel like so wait, wait, a genius wait, for, woman. If someone doesn't know her by name, just describe her quickly. Yes. Um, Milana is, uh, she's an actress and she's the, she's the face of AT&T. She plays Lily, the AT&T employee. Never knew her name was Lily. Nice. Uh, yes. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and so she basically is in like, 95% of the AT&T commercials. She also is a successful actress. She did a lot of college humor stuff. as uh, kind of how she got her start. And then now she acts in like... She did a movie called Werewolves Within with Sam Richardson. Um, so she has a career outside of it. She's Squirrel Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wait, what's Squirrel Girl? It was a Marvel um, uh, animated. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Oh, did they end up going the animation route? Because there was also supposed so. to be a live action one too. Yeah, it's animated. Um, You're, nice. Yeah. But she's amazing. So I booked this Lay's commercial, um, and then it, I, I got to set, had a fitting, and then the fitting, the costumer t- uh, rapid tested positive for COVID. Darn. And I had a fitting with her two days before, and I tested negative, but they were like, ah. So did can't. they still do the commercial with like new peeps? Yeah. That's... And it was me and Nelly, just the two of us in the in the commercial. What? And what? I was on I was on set. I had full hair and makeup. And they were like, "We need to take Anna to set so we can start shooting." And they held me for four hours <gasps> while they figured out what to do. The CEO of Pepsi was on the phone at one point. I'm dead. Being like, "We can't." And it was, was this. It was pre-vaccines. Oh, okay. It was oh, okay. when things were like fucking awful. Yeah. Still, yeah, so um, they were just like, "Yeah, no." Yeah, and uh, so they basically were like. 
they and then uh, yeah it was just wait did you rapid test yeah and i was negative okay and so they they this is i won't get into it because it's a whole thing but they were like you can decide if you want to act or knit or not and i was like what like were they gonna pay you either way um if i shot it i mean yeah they were gonna pay me for being there that day but like I'm like, do I want a commercial that could pay my rent for a year? Literally. Do I want to shoot it? Of course. Do now I have to make the decision to put 70 people at <laughs> risk of getting COVID before there were vaccines? Like, it was crazy. So Darn. I was like, yeah, I don't feel qualified to make that decision. So it took hours and I like had to talk with SAG and there was a COVID compliance officer. And You know, I was COVID compliance officer. You were? On two different TV shows. And that's not something I'm necessarily capital p proud of (laughs) but i will say i learned quite a bit and i got to be on very legit Mm -hmm. large-scale productions and watch some really really talented people do what they do best yeah it's wild um so i'm familiar with the protocols they were really strict and so i they were like okay either we're gonna push it or um we'll shoot with you and Mm -hmm. then they were like but there is a third option that maybe We'll find someone else, COVID backup. And I was sobbing because I'm like, the thing about producers and people on set is they get paid for that day. They don't realize that as an actor, that's how I make my living. Like booking a national commercial is like winning the lottery. No, I was like, and they just didn't understand. So I was like sobbing profusely. I was like having this job taken away from me. And basically I found out they were like, we need you to quarantine. They're like, get in your car. You're dangerous. And I was like, huh? So I sat in my car and um milana actually called me and she was like i just want you to know you're so talented regardless of what happens like she's very sweet um she was directing yeah she was directing she wasn't in it and basically i found out that i didn't get the job by the pa coming up to my car knocking on the window and being like and i was just waiting to hear back and she was like what size shoe were you and i was like why do you need to know my shoe size (laughs) and she was like oh to see if it'll fit the new girl oh and i was like Uh, Wait, but tragic. so this is all happening within one day? Oh yeah, this was like all, the same. I got to set it like five thirty in the morning, and it was like ten at this point, and they were like, mm-hmm. "Yeah." So who they just they call like a ca- the casting office? So Milana had a friend that she actually shot an AT and T commercial with that she called in, and the friend took three rapid tests: two negative, one positive. So they were like, "We can't use her." And Nellie, how many times did they rapid test you? Once, once. They should have done more than that. Well, I was negative. That well, that's true. Also, yeah. Um, and so basically, Nelly, they're like they couldn't push the shoot because Nelly's a busy man. Yeah, like they were like he has a few hours left. Yeah, we have to. We they had him in like till two. They were like we have to start shooting now. Mm-hmm. Nelly's girlfriend was waiting in the car for him to be done, <laughs> and they just asked, and they they were like we need a woman now, and Nelly's girlfriend ended up shooting the commercial. Really? Yeah. Boy. Did this what? get aired? Yeah. So wait, this is for, yeah, it's, what, Lay's? Yeah, for Lay's. It like was first chips? Flaming Hot Lay's chips, yeah. But that being said, on the topic of Milana, she wait, brought... So did you already, you already know her? I didn't. From, I didn't. So this is before AT&T. Yep, so this was before gotcha. AT&T. And, she, and basically, I was just like devastated mm. from this happening. And so then I auditioned for an AT&T commercial. She brought me straight into callbacks. And was just like, hi. Yeah. What an angel. Yeah, no, she's really day. sweet. You know, and it's great that 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 was kind of the full circle thing. That's the industry. You know what I mean? Because it's it's really about, and I mean, that's why they say, like, 
actors when they come into the room you're not just trying to book that job you're yeah trying to book the next 10 because mm-hmm. those casting agents are probably going to be the same people yep seeing you for other it's stuff all about the relationship um, yes so you heard awesome. it here first so Shout she out Milana. yeah milana's yeah. amazing and so she brought me in and then i, I was there uh for my fitting and she walked in and she was like i told you i'd bring you back and i was like and i gave her a hug so she's like and she's, she's just homie. she's a homie and she was like really pregnant when we shot our commercial and she was like like seven months pregnant and she was just directing the shoot she had such a clear vision she's mm. such a pro that's awesome and she's so kind and she like asked about me and my life and she's just like she's amazing probably why she's as successful as yeah. she's been because you know it sounds like she's professional mm-hmm. personable yeah. on her shit talented yeah. you know i respect her a ton yeah. um and i think she's just so talented so yeah that's that's milana that's awesome and when did he shoot the at&t one i shot that i think early 2021 okay. yeah in january 2021 nice. ish yeah yeah it's awesome yeah i love <laughs> i love commercial work i feel really lucky to be able to do it obviously it's also very uh like in line with your like improv yeah Mm. yeah abilities yeah people some there are actors that are like kind of looked down on commercial work they're like well that's not what i didn't what i came out here to do but well i came out here to make money so (laughs) yeah i'll take it no i I actually really enjoy it like it's one day of work it's usually a really positive experience Mm -hmm. um and you make money from it so you can pursue your other passions and it's like if you're lucky enough to work in like it really is it's such a blessing for actors to be able to like like I don't take it for granted at all. Yeah, um, it's great. It's really cool. Yeah, especially I, if you do get that national syndicated one. Totally. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, we want to air this for three years. Uh, how does this look? Yeah, I'm like, like uh, yes, sign yes, me. please. Yeah. Like whatever you want me to say, I'm yours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm your vessel. <laughs> yeah, please. I'll be your muse. Uh, pharmaceuticals. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so well, that's great mm-hmm. what do you hope like down the line to do you want to continue to do commercial work do you want to do that alongside other projects what something you're inspired by or looking forward to doing with your work career life yeah whatever? i work career life i love comedy that is my one true love mm-hmm. like i told my manager like i would be happy being the funny sidekick for the rest of my life. Like I, I love, like my goal was to be on like an NBC comedy, like the good Mm -hmm. place. Like I just love that shit, but I also write and I would be so happy to be able to like show run and act in a show. Mm -hmm. Um, I just think that the industry, it's really, there's so many things you can do. And I, I definitely don't like, like I'm so, I'm just like grateful to be here. So I'm like, I I really will like, I just like it. I, I like acting, so I'm like, I'm happy to be in your comedy. I would. Mm-hmm. L- my goal is to have my own show, but like, this is a hard industry. The like, Anna Garcia. Show. <laughs> yeah, it's just this. It's this us three. I've stolen the podcast. Right. Um, but and I, I'm happy to do commercials. Obviously, it's not my career goal, but like, as long as mm-hmm. I, you know, need them or you know, yeah. But look at someone like Milana mm-hmm. who got her start and notoriety from commercials mm-hmm. and now is expanding upon that in yeah. a variety of ways in yeah. the industry. And it's like, I mean, money is... Money current, talks. Is current, <laughs> it is like money talk. Yeah, like having funds is how half the people in LA are successful. Yeah. Uh, maybe more than half, but like mm-hmm. being able to produ- produce your own stuff. And Absolutely. Like, yeah. So, um, 
yeah, I would just, I love working in TV is like my favorite thing ever. So yeah. just keep, keep consistently working in TV is really just like a dream come true. What um, do you, yeah. what do you say not to go too cheesy and okay. motivational and pull an Oprah on you? But like, what do you say to someone who maybe feels same passions as you do, but is just kind of in a slump or like feeling the uphill battle of this industry and the, the, you know, the ebbs and flows of it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm at a point in my career where I'm like, I've worked so, so hard to get Mm -hmm. here. Like, I'm not even going to try to be coy about it. Like, I am like, I worked so fucking hard to get where I am. Um, And there's still ebbs and flows. Like, I'm still every day struggling with like, I didn't get this or, Mm -hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. Or this person's auditioning for this and I'm not. And like, um, but I... All that can be said is that, like, it is possible for anyone to do this. Mm -hmm. You just have to work your ass off and you have to believe in yourself. I think that, like, you have to be a little crazy Mm -hmm. to fucking do – to be in this industry. Mm -hmm. You have to be a little delusional of, like, I can do it. Yeah. And that's why everyone you meet is, like, a little crazy out here. Um, They got that little look in their eye. Yeah, they've got (laughs) that scary sparkle. Um, But I I just, like, I came out here with – like really no connections mm-hmm. like obviously i feel i went to a big university and like yeah. i did have that like commercial experience but like in terms of like tv and film i was like i don't know what the fuck yeah. i'm doing and i just think like being relentless and fighting for yourself is like the number one thing you can do and it just requires like kind of like radical like self-belief mm-hmm. so i just yeah just like believing in yourself enough to keep doing it i love that, I love that. yeah it's very yeah. inspiring thank you thanks yeah. so i want to try something okay um because obviously you you know you do improv and you teach improv i do is there a short game um, <gasps> that you can like teach us right now that we can like you know try out that works vocally you know so the listeners can hear a little improv skills? Oh my gosh, the you know? Rolodex! I'm cycling through games. <laughs> um, <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. Um, the again, oh god, the the game that I play with the kids that I tutor or mm-hmm. that I teach improv and theater to, um, it's called Honey Smile If You Love Me, and it's just the core of the game is just trying to make another person laugh. Mm. Um, but it's, I don't know if it would translate well here. Um, <laughs> let's see. Oh, or is there a game that you can um, briefly in- encapsulate and explain to some listeners that maybe they could practice with their friends? <gasps> yes, I know it. I know it. I you The moment you, yes. <laughs> the game we are going to currently play oh, and boy. that you are going to play at home is Mind Meld. Yo, oh yes, wait, yo, this... that's the one I've been seeing on TikTok. Yeah, you gotta refresh, say the same thing. So, um, TikTok has taken improv culture yeah. and is now running wow. with it. My culture is not a costume improv. <laughs> you guys culture can't just culture. You, you culture vulture. You guys can't just take improv games for me and think it's cool. Um, right. you have to be bullied for it before you get yeah. to do it. Um, Mind Meld is my favorite game. I played it. All four years of college. And basically, the goal is to say the same word in a group oh, of people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this one. So it's like. The way, hard. the way I play it, yeah, it's hard, <laughs> but the way I play it is, like, there's two people, and it's, like, everyone stands in a circle, and then two people are in the middle, mm-hmm. and then it's, like, everyone goes three, two, one, and then you both say a word. Okay. Any um, word. So, any word. So, any, say... The first time is, like, without any context or anything. No context. You just are, like... So, my example that I always use is, like, what if someone says peanut butter and someone says sandwich, the next word is probably going to be jelly, right? Yeah, like, exactly. You find that common... So, you find the common denominator between the You're not the two trying words. to guess... 
what they're going to say. You're trying to then find the common denominator. Exactly. Correct. Okay. Uh, you want to try to find the thing in between the two words. Gotcha. Like, what's the median point? Um, it's so fun. And so, like, it's usually two people. And then if you think you know the next word, you can tap in, uh, tap either of the oh, two yeah. people. Mm. People play it different ways where it's like everyone says it. And I'm like, that's cuckoo. That's, yeah, that, that'd um, be freaking. No, it's too much. But we can play that. We <laughs> yeah, can, we can play that. Let's do it. Okay. Who wants to start? It's, uh, are we doing a, a two-two? Yeah, we'll we'll do okay. so we'll do two people. So like either you and I are go or you and I are going okay. to okay. start. And then if you think you know the next word, you can tap okay. either of the people okay. out. Um, you know, I will go first. Yeah. Okay, All great. Right. Okay. So um, okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Puppy. Trombone. Wait, wait, wait. So trombone I said trombone. He said puppy. Oh boy. Okay. 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 And it's supposed to be like one word, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like a very commonly known. To okay. phrase or yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh okay, trombone and puppy. Um okay. All right. <laughs> Three, two, one. Wiener bark. Dog. <gasps> bark and, and wiener, wiener dog. dog. Bark and wiener dog, folks. Those okay. Are, okay. 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 All right. Three, Three two, two, one. one. Woof. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> good work, good work. I was, like, I, I, I was gonna that. ask, can it be it can be sound? I was like, yep. Yeah, we, we didn't even need to ask. Our minds were melded. <laughs> Love it. That only what? That's this. why they call it mind melding. That's why they call it mind melding. <laughs> Sorry you didn't get to hop in there. No, you did a great it's okay. job. Counting. I was here for moral support, you know. You I guys want, I wanted Sharif to have his improv moment. I've taken one too many UCB classes. I love improv. I do. I've never taken a class, but I honestly feel like I'd be so good at it because yeah. i'm just a master bser and like storyteller so like it would just be i have i gotta sign up for you me. should have you it ever thought so of much hosting like a community like well you teach improv and theater already for at the i used to host an improv show yeah, yeah where I, we would invite other teams to play it yeah. used to be at this tiny theater called moving mm. arts and I had an improv team and we would host and we would bring in like three or four other sh- teams. And it was the show was it was called Corporate Improvments. And we <laughs> pretended to be a corporate improv workshop. Um, so that what happens is we have the other teams perform and we would then like evaluate um, their performance. We would be like this, like this is what you guys can work on. So it's like we, it was <laughs> oh, very, funny. very fun. Um, and I we don't do it anymore, but I love improv shows and yeah. i would love yeah. to host one again when i have the time but. are you a fan of impractical jokers i have never seen impractical what? jokers yeah what i know i know wait is that a show yeah, yeah. prank prank show though yeah, yeah. yeah. but okay. improv technically okay you know in, in the way you have to like you know <laughs> see i'm more of a mean? whose line is it anyway <laughs> touché, touché, touché. but i will watch it I, people have recommended it to me before it's funny okay it's funny. do you see that movie oh shoot i totally forgot the name it's um, like an don't the one that's like it's in Keegan improv- Michael Key, yeah, yeah, yeah. with the uh, what's the name of it though? It takes place in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I I had the poster yeah. for it. It's so good. It's the saddest movie ever. It's so yeah. Good. I mean, it is sad. It's comedy. It's, good. it's about yeah. an improv group. Yeah, and, like oh, okay. one of them, you know, pops off, pops off, and is on SNL, and then it's like Ooh. the dynamic changes, and it's but it, it's really what's, what's accurate it? to my experience, at least within improv yeah. classes oh. and stuff. It's what called like don't think. Or something. What? Nothing. <laughs> don't. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't know what it's called. Well, I'll, I'll find out and put yeah. it in the show notes. Okay, great. <laughs> but it's good. I, yeah. Um, sad movie. Really good movie, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, we can wrap it up by doing a little new segment I like to call <gasps> Low Key Obsessed. Oh, and fun. And it can be literally anything and everything, oh. like anything that's a thing. 
<laughs> that I can be obsessed with? That you're low-key obsessed with recently. Like, last mm. week, mine was my hand soap that I have. I you know, that. but it could be, like, a TV show. Oh, it could yeah, be a food. Yeah. It could be a color, a feeling, a place, anything at all. Not to be too basic, but... Harry's house, the new oh. Harry Styles album. Uh-huh. Sharif's quaking in his boots. Sharif's oh. laughing at me. Oh. Um, he's not the biggest fan <laughs> of Mr. Styles. Oh, no, no, I'm not. I'm not not the big. Well, no, I actually that's accurate. <laughs> no, but yeah, here's the thing. I'm not like not the biggest fan as in like oh my god, I don't like that guy. Yeah, but I'm not the biggest fan as in like I'm definitely not his biggest fan. <laughs> yeah, totally, well, totally, totally. That's why I said that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> no, everything holds true. Okay, cool. The new album, I'm vibing to and so i would say i'm i no and i also i'm not like a harry stan like i'm not like posting every magazine cover he does on my story like Mm -hmm. some chickies do if that makes your day absolutely please have at it that's why i always stay up to date you know jason sudeikis continue (laughs) i love him but his new album is quite good and i also think it's i saw a tweet yesterday that was like Mind you, he's singing about Olivia Wilde, <laughs> which I just think is um, he is. Well, Are they you love know, songs on there? Did you you knew they were together? Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're still together. See, like yeah, I'm not are. that. They, up, are. they are still yeah. together. Wow. See, I'm not like they're so that low key about invested. it. Yeah. but I do like the new album. Anyway, uh, no, I mean I've heard some people like that song Matilda a lot. I've been seeing that replayed. I saw yeah, su- uh, that one's good. I, I think there's a strong the sushi ones, restaurant yeah. one. People are really sushi restaurant. Okay. It's it's really that one's like the most like, and that's what I upbeat. like. Like yeah. yeah, like I tweeted. I was like, if you see me, or no, I put it on my story. I think it was like, if you see me walking down the street, snapping my fingers with a pep <laughs> in my step, it's because this is playing the okay. music for a sushi restaurant. Yeah, it's fire. Yeah, um, I'll bite. Okay. Uh, so uh, this one just came to me, and uh, I'm gonna use this as my low key obsession just because, like, I've been watching their videos nonstop. I've known about them for a while, but um, there's a group of guys, YouTubers, uh, Love Live Serve slash Strawberry Park, and they do a bunch of like different videos. They do a lot of reaction videos, and so uh, I've been watching a bunch of them. And one of the, the ones that they'll usually react to are either Jubilee or Cut. Mm-hmm. So you ever see those videos? Oh, like, I have friends in Jubilee yeah. videos. Oh, really? yeah. yeah, they're like, "Who's the version?" Or uh-huh. like, uh, rate people based on their clothes and things like that. Mm-hmm. But so, I, so I've also like um, watched a bunch of Jubilee videos because of this. But I watch theirs, so they're always they're always reacting to them, and mm-hmm. it just makes the videos just even like more funny. Yeah, there was literally there was one. I think it was. Um, teenagers or college students even maybe choose who gets a thousand dollars and you have to watch that because there's one girl in it that is just insufferable <laughs> but like the way that they commentate on it is just like hilarious so i would say obsessed with those guys because just freaking hilarious and they're also like real like mm-hmm. like like okay. you know whenever they do vlogs and stuff he did mm-hmm. this one thing and he was like yeah you know a lot of people will do vlogs and clean up but like yeah i got some dishes in my sink i didn't <laughs> like you know yeah. it's like it's just like authentic yeah um so like uh yeah i like that i'll, <laughs> ch- I'll check it out um mine is a little more abstract i'm so I had COVID three weeks ago. Um, slay. Slay. <laughs> um, don't worry. I've tested negative for a week now. Um, <laughs> you're good. I, uh, my obsession is um, going out and spending money with friends on food. Yeah. I'm like, lo- I, COVID was hard because I um, didn't really have any symptoms, which I was really mm. grateful for. Right. But I did 
lose a national commercial because of it um because i was testing positive um so it was a lot of just me being really sad in my apartment yeah, for a week that's yeah pain um and Damn, so girl. i know i know COVID and national commercials i know Damn. coming for me what? i know it's really rough but <laughs> so i was really sad and i couldn't see any of my friends and i, I just the moment i tested negative I went like, and got I got up. Italian food with my friends and it just really felt like the summer just like yeah. kicked off and I'm like I'm just saying my low key obsession is just saying yes and not thinking about the money and just spending food <laughs> with, I love it on like I'm like this summer I'm just gonna spend a bunch of money on food with my friends like yeah. that is my m- motive yeah. currently I always think like when people are like oh like I've been like eating out so much like listen if you're trying to budget and cut back absolutely like yeah. getting groceries cooking at home is going to help yes without a doubt mm. but if you are someone who going out and like eating with friends at a restaurant truly enhances yeah. your yes. life and brings yes. you joy yes then in my opinion if you can afford it it is a great investment yeah. in your happiness yeah if, if that's going to make your life easier and make you happier and it's within your means, mm-hmm. yeah. have at it, yeah. girl. See, yeah. figuring out, I, I think I've less been like, oh my goodness, I'm, or not, or I'm eating out too much. For me, it's like ordering in, like yeah. Uber Postmates. I totally. I had $45 a big dollars for yeah. like a quesadilla. Yeah. Though, yeah. Like the yeah. fees are rough. Rough. But that's <laughs> awesome. That's something good to be obsessed with because like, you know, that's an experience. It's more friend time yeah or yeah like you know personable experiences yeah like i'm obsessed with it and i was like feeling guilty at first because i was like no. i am actually horrible at budgeting and <laughs> I'm like, but i'm like but this is where i'm it's at so Lean in. <laughs> i'm leaning into it i'm leaning into it. i'm not looking at my bank account and i'm leaning in money is just energy okay money is energy. energy it's, just energy. it's uh, all vibes <laughs> all right imagine? well on that note Thank you so much for Thank being here today. Much. Of course. Anna, a pleasure. You've been lovely and we hope to have you back on sometime. Great. And yeah. be a friend of the pod, you know? Definitely. Yeah, love to be a friend of the pod. <laughs> love we, to be a friend. Of course, we, we've got to start that up. Um, <laughs> um, tell do you want everyone, to, yeah. yeah. Tell everyone where they can find you on all socials. You can find me um, on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Scramby Eggs. Um, and Is then, that going to be, that's with I-E-A? Yeah, so, Scram, like the word scram, mm. and then B-I, eggs. Okay. Scram the eggs. eggs. Um, and I post a lot on those things. And then if you're in LA, I host a live show. At slay. The, slay. At the Elysian Theater. I'll be oh, there. Fire. Yeah, come say hi. Yeah, come. It's June 9th, and it's a variety oh, show, and yeah. it's got comedy, but it also has like burlesque, and we're going to have a magic act, oh, and like live music. Magic. really hype. Yeah, I'm really excited. Nice. It's, it's a fun show. It's a Thursday at 9.30, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thursday 9.30. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm your manager now. Okay, so. I've hired, I've hired <laughs> Mariel. Oh. I am her publicist. Uh, She's doing amazing. How does one get tickets? You can get tickets um, either through my social media. I've posted it on Instagram, but if you just go to the Elysian's website, it's on their Beautiful. list of shows. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Wonderful. Yes. And as always, you can find us as a podcast on Instagram at don't change the channel dot podcast. And you can find me, Marielle, on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Marielle Wynand. Yep. And you can find me on Instagram at shreef.t.bakari and on Twitter at Kazlupo. Um, that's K-S-L-U-P-O. Cool. Hit me up on there. Cool. Amazing. Well, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Ciao.